This is the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. Get your mentor today at SCORE.org or call 1-800-634-0245. Welcome to the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. I'm Shalini Karnani, Communications Manager here at SCORE. This month's theme is how can I obtain business financing? Now, this is a tough, tough topic for a lot of people looking to start a small business. Perhaps they're looking to get new equipment for a business that they've already got going. Lou Davenport on the line with us, SCORE mentor from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And Lou's experience involves extensive business and financial planning experience uh, with both startup and established business, expertise in credit management, marketing, financial analysis. Lou, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it. Delighted to be here, Shelley. What do you think the biggest mistake people make is in the process of obtaining financing for their small business? Not figuring out in a planning environment uh, how much they really need to start up a business or grow an existing business. Do you think they overshoot or undershoot? Uh, They they undershoot. There's an old adage that says figure out all the time that it's going to take you to reach certain defined goals at some point in the future and figure out all the money that it's going to take you to reach those goals. And when you're all done figuring it all out, double the money and triple the time. Okay. Because that's how much you've underestimated it. Now, obviously, wow. that's not to be meant to be literal. It's meant to be illustrative, you right. know, of, of, of human nature, you know, that we tend to underestimate what our needs are going to be. So, uh, you know, with startup-type businesses, one of the critical keys is to develop their entire business concept uh, and their entire business plan for the business that they want to start up and then model that business in financial terms, that is financial projections, balance sheet, P&L, cash flow forecast projections by month, three years out, basically to answer two questions. Number one, how much money am I going to need, you know, to start this business up, to open the doors, you know? Uh, how much money do I have to raise in terms of, of ownership, equity, financing, and or bank debt before I open the doors? But secondly, how much additional money might I need over the next 12 to 18 months until this business becomes profitable and starts to generate a positive cash flow? Because the answer to the first question might be thirty thousand bucks, but the answer to the question, second question, might be thirty thousand more. You know, so the real answer to the question, how much do I need to start this business up, is sixty thousand, not thirty. But if you do that in a business plan, if you're say going to a bank asking for a loan, and you have a huge amount uh, sectioned off in your contingency for your just-in-case funds, do they look down on that? Do they think that's bad planning? Do they do they think that you're just asking for fluff money? No, absolutely not. Uh, they're they're looking for they're looking for credibility in the numbers. Uh, they're they're looking for clear evidence and and, and documentation that the owner has thought through this business plan very, very carefully and has carefully evaluated and considered minimum, most probable, and maximum uh, sales and expenses uh, and and, and profit scenarios uh, such that they have, have logically planned their business. The bank knows that 
that, that nobody is ever going to achieve the exact financial forecast that they put forward in a business plan. Uh, that it's simply a model and, and, and that the owner is, is planning for what they expect to achieve, but that plan's going to have to be adjusted you know, as time unfolds. Uh, so if an owner is putting in some contingency expenses or contingency funds that they need or saying, I need a bank ladder of credit over and above, you know, my my baseline expectations, you know, uh, to, to cushion me in case I run into some unexpected difficulties, the bank's going to look at that as smart planning, not, right. you know, as somebody building fluff into their plan. Do they like to see, like, a best-case scenario, a worst-case scenario? Do they actually like to see that in the financial plan of the business plan? They're most interested in, in, in the base-case scenario, but it's not unusual at all, you know, for a potential loan officer to say, what's your plan B look like? Mm. Uh, you know, ha- have you really considered what you're going to do and how you're going to handle it, you know, uh, if this sorry, scenario doesn't come to pass? Uh, I've just finished working with, with a client who's going to open a high-end woman's dress shop, retail boutique shop, and she's got a basic, uh, solid, very A-plus business plan and a solid base of financial projections, but we've also developed a completely different plan B. And, and that plan B is, is basically what if sales are about 30% below, you know, right. the expected most profitable sales. What then, you know, what does she do about her salary compensation? What does she do about numbers of employees and expenses? You know, how does she adjust uh, her inventory, you know, to handle the reduced sales volume, all those kinds of things. So she's well-armed, you know, for that uh, for that question to be asked of her, you know, by a bank or any of her potential investors in the business because she's going to be raising equity capital as well as bank debt. That's a great point. Again, uh, Lou Davenport, SCORE mentor from our Lancaster PA chapter. You're listening to the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. Uh, this month's topic, how can I obtain business financing? Lou, you've clearly ha- helped a lot of people get business financing, whether it be through banks or investors. Let's talk about banks, the most traditional uh, lenders first. Let's go there. Uh, there's there's obviously multiple ways to get financing, but let's start there. Based on your expertise, what is the key to getting a loan from a bank? What is the key to getting an SBA loan? What are the different lenders looking for when it comes to lending on a small business? I think a handful of things. Number one, they want to see clear evidence that this business concept has been thoroughly vetted, you know, for um, feasibility and that the, the concept is, is very sound, that it's, it's, it really is a business that's providing products and services that meet a market need, not just what somebody might want to do because they like to do it, but rather you know, a product and service that meets a market need. And you do that by developing a comprehensive written business plan that clearly explains the business concept and and what the business is going to be and what its critical keys to success are and what its goals are and and how those goals are going to be achieved spelled out in a written business plan and spelled out in uh, financial projections that make sense, that seem credible, that, that are not inflated or some somewhere in cloud cuckoo land uh, because the, 
typical bank loan officer might look at literally you know thirty business plans a week you know? right. <laughs> and, and and they know what good looks like and they know what 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 fluff looks like uh, so it needs to be it needs to be well thought out and it needs to be credible and it needs to be well documented uh, I, I think that's number one number two is they recognize just like anybody else that in a small business you're really betting on the individual you're not betting on on the written plan or the financial projections you know how credible is this individual and so the the experience you know is a huge factor in terms of of credit worthiness if i'm a bank loan officer and somebody comes to me and says i want to open you know my own residential and light commercial plumbing business and i've got 15 years you know of experience in both the technical aspects of the plumbing business and the business management aspects of the plumbing business and I'm thoroughly prepared you know based on experience as well as planning you know to go into this business to succeed it really carries a lot of weight right. you know on the other hand if if somebody comes into a bank and says I want to open a restaurant and and the bank asks them if have you ever been a hostess with the mostess no have you ever been a bartender? No. Have you ever been a chef? No. Have you ever run a restaurant business? No. But I've eaten in a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't cut it, you right. know, uh, in terms of experience. So I think experience is, is is the second thing, and I think the third thing, it really is is all wrapped up in, in personal credit reports and personal credit ratings, um, because uh, the personal credit report and the personal credit scores definitely say something about the, the ability of the individual to manage their their personal financial affairs you know and if if they've demonstrated that they've able to manage their personal financial affairs in a in an excellent way over time then that gives them a leg up in terms of credibility about man, managing their business financial affairs but if if it's not that way that, that that's a deterrent so there are a bunch of things that go into uh, into a bank, you know, evaluating the credit worthiness of a potential client. The classic so-called, you know, six C's of credit: character, capacity, capital, conditions, collateral, cash flow. They they all are important, you know. But those three that I've talked about are perhaps the most important. Absolutely helpful information. I think a lot of people will find that very very helpful. If you're thinking about getting a score mentor and perhaps listening to Lou Davenport from Score Lancaster, Pennsylvania, is making you think, you know, maybe maybe these guys could help me. Log on www.score.org and get a mentor. They're free and they'll help you. One term that I've been hearing a lot about lately when it comes to business financing is angel investors. What do you have to say about angel investors and uh, how people can, attra- can attract the right people to invest in their businesses? I, I, I've been working to, to counsel SCORE clients um, for 15 years. I probably work with and, and, and counsel um, 50, 60 clients a year between both startups as well as existing businesses. So you do the math right. in, in terms of how many years that is. The vast majority of clients that I have ever worked with do not end up availing themselves of venture capital or angel investor capital. They're too small. Venture capitalists are interested in in investing primarily in second-stage businesses that need money in, in million-dollar segments and, and, and are going to help that company 
really leverage what they've they've started up uh, and 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 dramatically expand that business to much bigger levels and ultimately make money you know, on some type of an exit plan, like you know going taking the business public or going onto the Nasdaq over the counter market or something like that. Angel investors are of the same nature. They are basically uh, rich individuals that have money that they can, you know, invest uh, in in uh, privately held small businesses, and they're more interested in doing it in fifty thousand dollar chunks, you know, or hundred thousand dollar chunks rather than million dollar chunks. But but just like venture capitalists, the angel investor is really looking for a, a business that is going to to have a very, very, very substantial return on their investment because they know that no matter how well they do their due diligence work, that is assessing, you know, the feasibility and the promise, you know, of, of this particular business they may be looking at, the odds are that they're going to get 50, 50% of it wrong. Mm-hmm. And so the other 50% that are successful have to make really big money in order to offset the money that they lose on the remaining half. Right. And, and so angel investors are looking for for, for big returns on investment. Uh, and a lot of times that, that means uh, leading-edge uh, technology-type businesses, uh, leading-edge businesses that might have a research and development uh, aspects to it, New products, uh, new services, businesses that can scale dramatically uh, and become multi-million dollar businesses in terms of sales. And more often than not, that's not the clients that we're working with. Right, right. You know, the clients that we're working with, you know, are are startup businesses or have less than 20 employees uh, more often than not. And so... I can count on two hands all of the clients that I've had over the last 15 years that have really ended up getting angel investor or venture capital. It's not to say that it doesn't exist. Do you drive any of your clients to this whole uh, Kickstarter slash crowdfunding type of uh, website and, and tell them to check that out at all? Well, you know, we certainly have begun in the last six months or so, maybe a little bit longer than that, to talk about crowdfunding uh, as one more type of source of funds right. you know, available to, uh, to to clients. I mean, obviously, there's equity financing, you know, there's bank financing, and there are all kinds of variations on types of bank financing that may be available. You know, there's there's potential financing by tapping a 401k account. Benetrends, for example, has a great business model, you know, for doing that. That's a Score Alliance partner. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Uh, you turn your 401k into your startup funds. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, and, and I mean, there's some real tricks to that. You can get it wrong, so you need to know what you're doing. You need help to figure it out. But it's it's another opportunity. And crowdfunding is another one. Uh, but at the moment, crowdfunding is is really gifts, you yeah. know, grants. And they seem like very small dollar amounts. It's very small dollar amounts. When the SEC finishes its deliberations and provides regulations on small businesses selling share capital mm-hmm. to investors, you know, uh, that's going to represent another avenue for investment. But that's probably six months out. I've got a client right now that's been using three different crowdfunding approaches to, to raise some money and she's raised 700 bucks you know with with uh with I didn't need to laugh at her dollar amount but gifts just, and grants yeah but she needs 40,000 yeah 
And and so at the moment, I don't think crowdfunding is a is a huge uh, pragmatic vehicle for funding uh, uh, small businesses at the present time. Right. But I think that it could be uh, in the future, depending on what the securities and exchange regulations uh, uh, turn out to be. But that's probably six months down the road. But for you right now, as far as you're concerned, um, for the most part, small businesses should generally design their business plan to appeal to banks. And individual private investors. Okay. This client that I have in mind that needs to raise 40000 bucks also needs $90,000 of bank financing. But she's not going to get the bank financing unless she gets the equity financing first. And that means she's got to kiss a lot of frogs. Right. The way that she does that is with her business plan. She can use her business plan as her primary communications device to make people understand who she is and what she's going to do and what kind of return on investment she's promising. And, and her plan is promising a 15 to 20% per annum return on stockholders' equity in, mm-hmm. in her plan. Uh, and that's in a very attractive return, you know, in in today's world, in any any world, but especially today's world. Uh, so her potential for raising equity financing from individuals is realistically possible. Um, and we're talking about somebody that's going into business with sweat equity here. It doesn't have a lot of money on their own, so they've got to raise that money with equity capital first. Then they will be. Then she'll be able to attract the bank financing with the equity backing. That's the way that people really need to, to think about financing these days. Traditional, classic, fundamental owners' equity financing from themselves or from others, friends, family, acquaintances, other people they're introduced to maybe eventually crowdfunding equity investors, and traditional bank financing. That's still classic way to finance a business. If you're in the world of thinking, I might want to start my own business, I'm ready to be my own boss, I've got a great idea, I'm ready to sit down and put together a business plan, I can't encourage you enough to contact a SCORE mentor in your area, www.score.org, because the business plan process is a tedious process, but once it's done and once it's done correctly, can make or break your dreams. So take that into consideration. Again, uh, you're listening to the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. Uh, Lou Davenport, SCORE mentor from our Lancaster PA chapter. Uh, how can I obtain business financing? Again, log on. Score.org, get some answers there. Lou, thank you so much for your time. I want to wrap with one last question because you've been an entrepreneur yourself. You've helped so many people. If you had one, just one solitary piece of advice that you could tell someone who is considering starting a business, what piece of advice do you give them? Wow. <laughs> just one. I don't. I know that's a big loaded question, but you know, I often think that there's people who there's something holding them back, and they just need to hear one iota of genius, and that'll set them over the edge. You can do it if you surround yourself with the right kind of people that can help and support and assist you. You know, in in living your dream and, and making the journey. If you try to do it all by yourself, you're more likely to fail than not. But if you surround yourself with a, a strong mentor that that knows and understands your business because they've been there, done that, if you surround yourself 
with SCORE mentor or mentors. We do a lot of team counseling, you know, with our clients where we might have one financial manager and one sales and marketing expert and one human resources expert to do team counseling. You surround yourself with a strong uh, accountant and, and, and an insurance agent uh, and, and, and financial advisor. Uh, uh, get help. There's a lot of help out there and a lot of people that are willing to assist you, then you substantially improve your opportunity to succeed. I appreciate it, Lou. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely I, delighted to be here. I, I hope we can ask you to join us again because I think your knowledge could go on and on and help a lot of people. It's fun. That's what I enjoy doing. This is the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. Get your mentor today at SCORE.org or call 1-800-634-0245.